Hey, this is To All the YA I've Loved Before. A podcast where two childhood best friends discuss the young adult fiction books of the 80s, 90s, and beyond. I'm your host, Casey Racer. I'm your other host, Ashley Spicer. This is Spooky Season 6, so grab your pumpkin spice latte and prepare to be scared because we're exploring teen horror, mystery, and the supernatural. Oh, Ashley. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I don't. Okay. I've, I've been reading Sweet Valley all day. And so my mind is kind of, I don't know, unwell right Mush. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I howled at you. And because we're starting our little werewolf journey. Werewolf journey with the the it's called like the Sweet Valley Horror in London miniseries. Okay. All right. It's numbers 104 through 106. So Love and Death in London, A Date with a Werewolf, and Beware the Wolfman. Published in 1994, uh created by Francine Pascal. Not written. All right. Because they never yeah. are. They never are. They disappoint you every time. Especially not by this point, because it's like she's not writing about werewolves. <laughs> How many did she write? Do you know? I have no idea. Honestly, That's I don't fine. even I honestly don't know if she wrote more than like the first book. I <laughs> really? Like, I don't know. I might be like slandering her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but they all say created by Francine Pascal. So yeah i don't know even the first one i don't let me look real quick let me do my I, mean, I was just curious <laughs> you don't have to it's literally right in front of like the book okay. is right in front of me i keep all my book my msu valley books close Aww. yeah the first one says created by interesting so i don't think that this bitch has ever done any work <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't done shit just kidding so we are back in the sweet valley universe and indeed oh this was tough um ashley and i were supposed to record an hour and a half ago and <laughs> i literally finished the last the last chapter when she on camera on camera <laughs> i had just finished like it was such a slog i mean it, I don't know. It's just so much to get through. There's too many characters. There's too many. There's a points. lot of characters. Yeah. This could have been one book. Yeah. And it should have been one book. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two. Like if you wanted to keep all these little plot points, it could have been two. But yeah. All the like side characters. I was like, as I was reading those chapters, I was like, I don't care about this at all. Yeah. Give me the yeah. werewolf stuff. That's it actually very interesting right and like the royalty and like yeah like the london culture like yeah yeah. instead we get a thousand different side characters including Mm -hmm. renee who comes back from a previous book that they were that he was in and i was like why is this guy in this book he does yeah it's it's useless i don't know i don't know (sighs) did you read that one probably some point well i did because i remember that so they talked about how they went to france and how his mm. little sister fernie went to sweet valley to stay with the wakefields and she oh, okay. looked like trisha martin who was steven their older brother his girl his late girlfriend she she had passed <laughs> and why is everyone dying i know and she looked like the like the doppelganger of her 
And so Stephen was like right. obsessed with her. And you know what? She wasn't the first doppelganger of Trisha Martin. There was multiple ones. So. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I remember that book. How old is Stephen? He's 19, 18, maybe? 18 or 19. So this family has three children, one 19, two 16-year-olds, and two of them have had significant others die. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait. Well, Jessica will have had more die. (laughs) Oh, the book that we read previously for this, Christian died, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. So at this point, she's had two boyfriends die because she had Sam die. And then she had this other guy that Margo, the the evil twin, sent to keep an eye on her. And then Margo killed him because he fell in love with her. There's there's three before this? Two before this. Yeah. The Christian comes after. Oh, Christian's later. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a later book. Yeah, these come really quickly after the prom series so those are like nine i think in book like 96 is when like the trial happens after the the jungle prom and elizabeth murders her sister's boyfriend you don't need to get into that (laughs) (laughs) i know it's like it mentions it in here i was like excuse me any other questions about these two valley (laughs) universe before we get into it i mean i have so many But we can we can talk as we go along. All right. So are you ready to get into this trilogy of ethics and journalism, the British royal family and werewolves? Yeah. We start with Liz and Jess heading to London to start their internships at the London Journal. Liz is, of course, excited because she wants to be a journalist. And <laughs> Jess just wants to be in England, wants to be on vacation. Yeah. She's excited for that. My fave. Leela threw them a farewell party because any chance to throw a party in yeah the valley and people dressed up like like different like british characters and stuff and like the <laughs> royal family and she showed a werewolf in london which i thought yep. was really funny and jessica was like a friend of mine <laughs> and jess also decides to give our ya audience a rundown of what happened in the movie yeah like why would they know that Right. Yeah. I am glad. I mean, just like we talked about in the last books, but I'm glad that they mentioned that. Like, this is kind of like a werewolf in London. (laughs) They weren't just trying to pretend like they had come up with this idea. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is that like, there are a lot of books in the Sweet Valley series that do just steal ideas (laughs) from books and movies and don't say a thing about it. And you're like, there's a model miniseries and it's working girl okay so um when they get to london one of the first things that they see is on the newspaper that princess eliana is missing yes the twins arrive at his housing for international students and um an unhoused woman tells jessica to beware the full moon yes so we learn about all of the people. Just Jessica? I, th- I think that they do catch Jessica. Or maybe Liz is watching. I don't know. Jessica's the one who has like the reaction about it. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. This happened at 12 o'clock. <laughs> and I don't remember. This happened like four years ago. <laughs> we get to learn about all of the people staying at the, what is it called? <laughs> His. 
there is Emily, who is interning at the BBC. She's the one with the least amount to do, actually, which is weird. I thought she was going to have more to do. Me too. I liked her, too. I know, She's me too. from Australia. Our Nour. <laughs> um, is that New Zealand? I should probably not say <laughs> be offensive. I think that's Australia. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why um, not? <laughs> there's Lena, who is is poor. She's really poor. Hey, Ashley, did you know like, that Lena just is in poor? case you didn't know? Lena is poor, especially because she's not she she doesn't look good. Uh, if she took off her glasses and her overalls and didn't have paint on her overalls, she'd be so mm-hmm. pretty. That's right. Obviously. There is Portia, who is the stuck-up daughter of Sir Montford Albert, the most famous Shakespearean actor in the world who Elizabeth knows about. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, Elizabeth. (laughs) Get over yourself. Um, There's David from Liverpool. And Lena's also from Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do mention that. Sorry. They keep mentioning that David is also poor and that his dad's on the dole. I'm like, why do we need it? I, yeah, do it? I don't know. Also, have you ever heard the turn, term Liverpudlian? I've never heard that in my no. life. I kept saying Liverpudlian. <laughs> I looked it up. It is what they actually call him. But it's like, oh, I guess I I've know. never had to call anyone something from Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, so. same. But I would have probably said Liverpoolian. Right. So damn British. They're just obsessed with pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and then no. there's Renee, who is the aforementioned guy from a different book. Yes, who they happen to meet in France. Yeah, and then is, yeah, so he's here working at the embassy. But it mentions that the last time he had seen the twins, he saved Jessica's life in like a sailing <laughs> incident. And mm-hmm. then he kissed Elizabeth. Yep. And so seeing Elizabeth again, he was really excited to get back into that. And Rekindle. so was, so was Liz. But okay, Liz is canonly, canonically, is with Todd right now. Yep. <laughs> and she makes it very known throughout the series that she is with Todd. And loves him but so much. She's but she's still falling for all these other guys. <laughs> when they meet Lena, she and Liz talk about like the homelessness problems in their respective countries, which I thought was really interesting. And like, yeah, me too. Cool. I mean, like, like cool for the good for this book. Yeah. There were a lot of like little social commentary kind of yeah, things, which about was like nice class and mm-hmm. stuff. And I, and privilege, there was a lot of talk about. Yeah, privilege. there was. Liz and Jess arrive to their first day at the London journal office, which is chaotic because Cameron Neville who is a prominent London doctor. I didn't know that there were prominent doctors, but that's fine. Same. Like uh, a Dr. Oz situation. Oh, then I'm glad he was murdered. <laughs> right. He was murdered the night before his body was just found. Liz runs into hot guy number two of the trip, which yep. she's like, he looks like Lord Byron. <laughs> like, that was so up, weird. Liz. That was so weird. Why? Like, we, we get it. You like literature and you're better than jessica but like you can still like movie stars and mm-hmm. think that models and stuff are hot it doesn't have to look like like some old Lord british i mean to be fair she has been 16 for 200 <laughs> years 
since Lord Byron was around. So, you know. That's such a good point. I just looked at Lord Byron and <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I need I need to see. <laughs> oh, he's fine. Oh, it, fine. No, he's like okay. He's okay. I'm he's not kidding. Fine. <laughs> but like the way she talked about him, it was like, ooh. There's also like a big range of like what they show him looking like. But his chin always looks the Some same. Look and it's... A lot. He's got a butt chin. Yeah, little Lord Byron lookalike runs away. So the girls are really surprised that when they get there and they're like, we're interns. People aren't like fawning over them. They're like, mm-hmm. they're just potting us off and other people. It's like, yep, that's that's an internship, girls. Yep. Um, They're sent to work for the Society Pages with Tony Frank. And why is why is Jessica not interested in that? That doesn't make any sense. She's like really upset about getting that beat. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. It really doesn't. Come on, ghostwriter. It's like you don't know Pay Jessica attention. at all. Yeah. They get passed off to Lucy Friday, which is the best name ever. It is. She is the crime editor, and they think that that means they'll get to work on murder cases. Mm-hmm. But she's like, hey, go check out this missing Yorkie with Sergeant Bumpo. <laughs> Bumpo. Oh, I do want to say right now that there um there are mentions of ugh, and in this book grew some mentions of animal bad stuff. Animal bad <laughs> stuff and people bad stuff. Yeah, I more care about the animal, I guess. But yeah, it's kind of gory <laughs> with the way that they talk about the murders, but um I'm not really gonna go into it because I can't stomach that and it's very sad to me. But uh yeah, I forgot to put that at the top that yeah. There are there's animal bad stuff in the book. You know, why were they being so mean? Why were they like making fun of this lady that lost her dog? They're like they're like, "Oh my god, we have to cover this stupid story about this dog going missing." It's like, uh Um also, they should be so grateful they're not just like, I don't know, getting coffee and stuff. Like they are writing actual things for the paper, yeah, even if they're like right. small things and they're being sent on actual like outings to go talk to the police and I don't know it's exciting I don't care like yeah I guess it's not exciting to them because they've been through oh they they have done a lot I think that when they had their internship at the Sweet Valley Gazette or whatever it is they did like solve a murder probably so you know that's probably old news to them of course they did Jess is like hey I saw the address for the murder after we go hit up Bumpo Let's head on over to Essex Street. And she distracts the police when they get there. <laughs> Jess is so cool. I love her. Yeah. And they sneak into the crime scene where they see the dead body, which is really gruesome and disgusting. It They're is. both like, oh, my God. Yes. Um, they also see two mysterious men who are not the police. And they hear Lucy Friday say into her tape recorder, the victim's throat has been ripped open as if by a wild beast. A beast. Liz is sent to write up the report while Jess has to go get another crime report from Sergeant Bumpo. Liz meets the hot stranger from earlier, whose name is Luke Shepard, which is very British. Uh, he apologizes for being abrupt this morning because he was writing poetry instead of doing his job. So, of course, Liz is like, uh, sploosh, panty drop, you were writing right? poetry, uh, Todd who? He asks her out for tea. Jess talks to Lady Pembroke, who had her mink coat stolen. And replaced with chinchilla. (laughs) 
much. I really That's thought that awesome. was gonna be something. <laughs> I don't know because I can't yeah, about it. I like red herring. Honestly, why would she even care? Like yeah. they're you know they're red. But while there, she runs into little Lord Pembroke, <laughs> aka Robert. Okay, Ashley. Why would they name him Robert Jr. and always just call him Robert instead of like Rob? Right? Like, that was so know. confusing. I don't know. And yeah, the first time that they mention him, they call him Little Lord Pembroke, which was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> but then they never do again. That's how I refer to him through all my notes. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob Jr. because I was like, why are we calling him Robert? I know. And then later on, Mrs. Pembroke calls calls Robert Sr. Bobby. I know. It like, was what where did that come from? Very confusing. Little Lord Pembroke. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, he's he's a little cheeky. He makes fun of his mom's mink being stolen. He asked Jess out to tea at Brown's, which was the place where her mink was stolen, and he's like, Let's go back to the scene of the crime. And she's like, Um, you're okay. rich and you're hot. And your aristocracy, so let's do it. Let's. Which is so much more understandable than being like, you're a poet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Although I probably would have gone for both. I mean, they both have British accents, so mm. what can you do? Mm. Yeah, but one looks like Lord Byron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke takes Liz to a pub called The Slaughtered Lamb, which was the same name of the pub in An American Werewolf Wait in a London. What? I mean, as as a plot point, they had to do this, but they look extremely similar to each other. Yes. Yes. Liz. Ugh. OK, well, we'll get to that because Liz has a lot of things to say about Rob Jr., which are not really fair. Really honestly. Awful? Yeah. yeah. So, OK, so, yeah. So Luke takes Liz to the slaughtered lamb. Uh, they talk. He tells her about his childhood where his mother died of pneumonia and his dad and him have a really strained relationship. He like acts disgust about his dad's little pharmacy job. I'm like, yeah, he's a pharmacist. <laughs> I I think that the reason why, because I that was what I got from it, too. But then he said the thing like like he was a pharmacist. He should have known that mom was sick before. So I think that was where the like, you know, I mean, it's unwarranted either way, but why'd she die of pneumonia? This is the night. I don't know. I don't, so I don't know. Weird. I guess <laughs> I mean that, that can happen, but like that's such a weird like it's it's very rare, like in modern times, for like a young, healthy woman to die of pneumonia. They made it seem like it was long suffering pneumonia. Like, why didn't they make it like cancer or something? You know what I mean? Like right like a chronic illness that she mm -hmm. I don't know that's that was weird um yeah. I think that the pneumonia of it all really was trying to make it be like this is this is England and it's like the moors <laughs> and like cottages and uh -huh. and pneumonia <laughs> pneumonia just make it dysentery <laughs> oh, seriously just do it <laughs> Robert takes Jess to the Poshest Hotel in comparison to the little slaughtered lamb pub. What a what a name. Yeah, that's Why is it called that? I don't like that. They said that, that was the name from American Werewolf in London too, but like gross. Yeah. Those Brits. 
I was just saying that a hundred times. <laughs> Robert name drops that his aunt is the queen, but they're actually like third cousins. They're not. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> Jess learns that the London Journal is his father's newspaper, and he asks her on another date. Yep. So Jess falls very quickly in love with little Lord Pembroke. And all the while, Liz is trying to justify her feelings for another boy that isn't Todd. And she's like, I would just never do this. And it's like, you do this every Every time, time. Liz. Multiple boys each time. She's so judgmental about Jess, like, falling in love, like, so quickly. And I'm like, but she's single. Mm -hmm. So who cares? You have a boyfriend and you have dates with two different guys Mm -hmm. that aren't your boyfriend. Yeah. You don't even call him or anything. No. When the twins go to look up their like their written up blurbs in the newspaper that night, they see that the doctor's murder has been buried in the newspaper. And they're like, that's weird. <laughs> like, that should be front page news. Yeah. They also discover that the other man at the crime. Oh, so the two men at the crime scene are Lord Pembroke, the, the OG Lord Pembroke <laughs> and Andrew Thatcher, who is the London chief of police. Mm hmm. The group at his all decide to sneak out after curfew to hit up Mondo, the hippest club in London. And Lena says something weird about like, oh, I haven't been to Mondo in the longest time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but aren't you poor? Yeah, ridiculous. Like, how how do you know about Mondo? You're a loser. <laughs> They ask Portia to go with them as well, and she mocks Liz and is like, I'm not going with you guys, but I won't tell on you. It's fine. Yeah, because there's a very strict curfew where they get locked out at 11 p.m. Yes, but it's not. there's always a reason for them to not have to make curfew. Yep. At the club, Lena is just like telling them all about all of these nobility people. And they're like, why do you know that? She's like, uh oh, I read the, you know, the gossip rise. All the, all the, the society page. Yeah. And I'm like, Lena, you're really bad at this. You're really bad at this. Really bad. And she rushes out of the club with Liz on her tail after Emily talks about how Princess Gloria is at the club. At one point, it is said about Princess Gloria that when she was Lena's age, she was a swinger. Swinger. And I said, does that mean something different in England? I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. Very weird term to use for a teenager. Yes. Uh, Liz and Lena get lost in the fog and they find the little little dog who went missing earlier. They find him dead and murdered. Yeah. Brutally. It's really bad. It's very sad. So at the London Journal, Lucy Friday quits because her murder story was hidden in the back of the paper. They covered up all the like all the details, like the the slashing on the neck and stuff. There's also like this thing about how her and Tony are like flirty, but not and like it's yeah, not it's, it's not good. It's not great. It's for the majority of the story. It's just him being a creep. Yeah. And her like being like, leave me alone. He's very persistent and very. Yeah. She's like, I just want to work. So 
Luke and Liz go to Westminster Abbey and they talk about history and the things that people have done to their own flesh and blood out of greed, ambition, jealousy, and fear. Luke says that. <gasps> oh, wow. Foreshadows. Weird. They also go to the wax museum and Liz is scared of a wax werewolf. Like, get it together, Liz. <laughs> Luke is like, remember, it's just wax. Okay. <laughs> like, he's talking to a three-year-old. <laughs> And Luke busts out a bunch of like werewolf history Mm. and he talks about how his mother collected books and artifacts about werewolves and that's why he's also interested in them, which is very sweet. Can't make fun of him too much, but the way he breaks out the werewolf chat all the time is... Yeah, he's he's werewolf obsessed. He says that the only way to defeat a werewolf is by severing their bloodline or killing them with a silver bullet or fire. And Liz is like, wait... Do I believe in werewolves? This hot guy is telling me I should believe in werewolves, so I should probably believe in werewolves. He's so poetic and and also very logical. So if he believes in werewolves, then I have to. Such typical Liz. Because if it was Jess believing in werewolves, she'd be like, you're dumb. Like, Mm -hmm. how could you be that dumb? And she's like said that about Jess believing in supernatural things before. Yeah. Liz tells Luke about what she saw at the crime scene and Luke is like that's a werewolf that's definitely a werewolf Lord Pembroke he's involved we we gotta solve this mm-hmm. while preparing for her date with Robert Jess comes across a beautiful expensive party dress and they're like whose could this be because it's not Portia so it can't fit her I guess and it's not Liz or Jess's or Emily's they're like Lena she must have stolen it because she's poor yeah she couldn't possibly have this. The house mother, Mrs. Bates, who's like a you know, like an old crotchety lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why is she running this? What she like? What I don't know. Story? <laughs> this house does is like weird. It's like okay, here's yeah. all these uh sixteen year olds, these underage kids. Um, they just have to be home by eleven. Yeah, <laughs> and do not go on the other floor but I'm never going to supervise or do anything about it when you do these things. Yeah, and go anywhere you want other than that. (laughs) Yeah. Mrs. Bates is like a huge snob, and she like really loves the like upper crust of of British people. And she's like wetting her pants when Jess (laughs) tells her about the fact that she has a date with Little Lord Pembroke. LLP, if you will. (laughs) Oh, Liz arrives home from her her date and she's like, oh, no, I I ditched Renee. Oh, I have too many boys. <laughs> Every day is pissed. He is. Every and then, so. Yeah. And then Liz, like, blames it on him for, like, overreacting. And it's like, you you totally stood him up. <laughs> Liz overhears Portia on the phone with her dad and he she's talking about how she didn't get a part in a play um and liz is like oh she's lying to someone because she keeps talking about how she this is so stupid i'm sorry about how she uh has a part in a play i don't know it's i hate all of these little side many side stories for no reason no reason i found it really interesting that when jess is out with robert in this scene she is like um i don't feel very sophisticated and like i'm not good enough for him and you see like i don't know you see this really nice like vulnerability in jessica oh 
That was nice. And I mean, because throughout these books, she does talk about how like she just lost Sam. And according to the chronological order of what is happening in these books, even though there is no chronology <laughs> chronology in Sweet Valley. But this happened at the Jungle Prom, which is a April May dance. Mm-hmm. This is like June. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. So like she just it just happened. Just happened, yeah. Oh, Robert invites her and Liz to Pembroke Manor, their country home. They have a country home. Todd calls long distance and Liz, he's like, I have five minutes. So Liz proceeds to just tell him everything except for the fact that she has had multiple dates with multiple men. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, I miss you. No, I miss you. I love you. No, I love you. And that's their <laughs> relationship. For a brief moment, Liz and Portia have like a nice moment of talking about their families because Liz is like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of homesick and whatever. And Portia goes, oh, I thought that that's only how families were on TV. I'm like, oh, I know, that was so sad. But then she gets really bitchy and cold again, like immediately. Yeah. The twins do research at the London Journal to see if there's like any other mysterious murders that have been covered up. And they go to Tony and he believes that there's something going on. And he brings them to Lucy. She tells them that they're right, that there's been cover-ups and says there's a serial killer on the loose. But yeah. I don't know, like... Do like two murders constitute a serial killer? I thought it had to be three. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Lucy and Tony have like a weird fight about the politics of the newspaper office about how like mm-hmm. they're pretty much covering up these like heinous crimes and yeah. uh they are putting on the cover of the newspapers they keep on putting stuff about Princess Eliana and they're making it like like a gossip rag pretty much like Mm -hmm. it's the daily mail right now (laughs) right (laughs) she's like you guys need to leave like this is bullshit she's like i quit like i'm not doing Mm -hmm. unpaid labor tony exactly yes jess is convinced that the pembrokes have nothing to do with the murders and (laughs) she says this really awful thing that I will not defend. I will defend a lot of the things that she does and says. And this is absolutely not one of them. But she says, if you want to find some crooks and killers, start looking in the lower classes. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Luke talks about how the aristocracy commit just as many crimes as everyone else, but they get away with it. And I'm like, uh, yes, our woke king. <laughs> Yeah, see, like, there are these really great moments, but then, like, we'll talk about it at the end, how it all comes together. The dorm mates receive tickets from Portia to go see her show with backstage passes, and they're confused. She's been so mean the whole time. So Lena says that she doesn't want to go to the theater that night, and she reveals to Liz, guess who Lena is? She's Princess Eliana. I was shocked. Shocked. It was like it was so incredibly obvious from the very start. Well, the, from the moment that they saw that she was missing, I'm like, she's going to be a girl in the dorm, right? I mean, it's been this whole thing where she is supposedly from Liverpool, but she doesn't know anything about Liverpool. She won't talk to David, who's from Liverpool, also, even though she's so in love with him. And she like slips up so much about like the yeah the things that she shouldn't know doing rich people things yeah i was like you're really bad at this so bad which i mean 
to be fair, like she would be bad at it. Like she's a 16 year old girl too. Like why, why did nobody in the entire country? Like, I mean, there was so many people that saw her and they couldn't recognize her at all. I also just think that like a 16 year old girl who was like literally that sheltered and that, I don't know, not aware of the world around her. Like, why would she know to do this? Like, that's some like God girl shit. Right? Yeah, that whole thing. Why? Why was it even? Why? Why was she even there? I don't know. She was so useless. Did it make any sense? Like that whole side story did not add anything. She at times gave them a little information about like the royal family. But I'm like, that is information they could have gotten in so many other ways from literally reading the society pages. Exactly. Which they are uh, interns of the newspaper. Like they had access to this information. And not only that, but I hated this little side story because they just are constantly talking about like how good she is. And like, yeah, because she's like always volunteering at the soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, uh, I got to go back to the soup. Ki- I'm, I'm working at the soup kitchen. Everyone's poor. <laughs> there's and that sad. I'm poor and they're poor and I'm yeah. helping them. And I'm like, right. Get over yourself. Liz agrees to keep her secret, but also really blows her load pretty quickly and tells Luke. Like, so quickly. And Luke is like, we should tell people. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, then let's wrap up this other stupid little storyline, too. So they go to the play and they see that even though Portia's name isn't in the playbill, she is still on stage and she's like acting as a spoiled daughter of like the main character on stage or whatever. And Elizabeth's like, oh, she's saying things like she's been saying to us. And she's acting like the way that she's been acting to us. Mm-hmm. And they go backstage. Portia is like, I want to be an actress, but like my dad said I shouldn't. So I, I'm trying to prove yeah. him wrong by changing my my name, which, <laughs> okay. And then like playing as a bitch that whole time. Like yeah. Daniel day Lewising, Like, right. That, it's, it's very weird. So stupid. Like I can, I can kind of see the like changing the name to like prove that you're not getting the part or like people don't just like you because you're the daughter of of the actor guy. But you know what else? It's kind of like the whole like Kendall Jenner of it all where she was like, I don't even put my last name on on model calls. Like when I'm going out to model calls and it's like, so you just go as Kendall? No less. Everybody knows that you're Kendall Jenner. (laughs) Right. You get hired because you're Kendall Jenner. Exactly. Like, please, if if this guy is so famous that even Liz knows him, like, they don't, nobody knows what his daughter looks like. <laughs> She's sheltered. He's kept it hidden the whole time. Oh, she apologizes to everyone and now they're all best friends. I don't know. I, I'm, like, so happy that that's done because I hated all of that. They tried it on for so long. Yeah. And even after it's revealed, like, she like goes back and forth for so long if she's gonna tell her dad and then like invites the dad and immediately the dad's like oh my god you are a good actor i'm so sorry like i don't care about any of these people no and like i know that we talked about on the babysitters club episode how uh it was annoying that there were so many people and like you couldn't get to know any one of them but in this it was more annoying because i was like why should i care about any one of these people yeah yeah there should not have been all these other people yeah, at least with the Babysitter's Club, like, I care about them because I know of them from other things. Like, none of these people will ever be spoken of ever again. Yeah. They also go back to England several of their times. Like, one time they get 
I don't know, Liz falls in love with a prince or something. Actually, twice. I don't know. She falls in love with a lot of princes. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> what? How many princes are there? There's a lot. Because <laughs> in this story, there's none. There's two princesses. <laughs> princesses. <laughs> <laughs> so let's head to Pembroke Manor in the country. Liz and Luke meet Robert. And Liz is like, he is so pretentious. And in that moment, okay, he said she okay first of all she says he's so pretentious but she knows nothing about him literally yeah. has met him that one time and all that she's heard from just is like oh he's so sweet and he brings me out to all these places and like he's been nothing but nice to me right but she really has been nothing but nice to jessica yeah there's never really any like i mean yeah he's like a super privileged white dude but you know he's he's not a bad guy from what we see from him no yeah like eat the rich and whatever but like he's fine robert points out the family crest which has a wolf on it it's their patron saint oh my god and they are sheep they're they're shepherds oh shepherd (laughs) Uh uh-huh okay well (laughs) this kind of interesting Lord and Lady P meet the twins and Luke and Lord P is kind of weird around Luke. He's like, have I seen you before? And Luke is like, yeah, I work at your newspaper. And he's like, oh, yeah, that must yeah. be it. That must be it. <laughs> the Lord, the, the the chief of police, the Lord, the Lord, <laughs> the chief of police, who, like we said, was uh at the dead body at the beginning and his mm-hmm. fiance are there. And Luke is so pretentious because Luke and Liz wander off to ride their horses or whatever they find wolf spain and luke is like it only blooms when it's time for werewolves to come out and i'm like shut up oh uh he puts a pendant around her neck that has a pentagram and a wolf's head on it and he says it will protect her and then they kiss so at one point renee sees this pendant and he sees the pentagram part of it and he's like isn't isn't that the thing that's supposed to ward off werewolves? And that's apparently like the only thing that he's ever known a pentagram to be for. That's very weird. That's not a thing. I mean, it might be a thing. But I haven't (laughs) heard of that. I've heard of it for like a thousand other things, but not that. Yes, so many other things. Which is... Where would Renee have heard that? (laughs) I don't know. During dinner, the constable arrives and tells them their sheep were found with their throats ripped out. Oh, it's also a full moon, by the way. Forgot to say that. Oh, yeah. Liz that night has a dream of the werewolf being after Jessica. And, um, in the more like in the early morning, she goes to Jess's room and she finds a body with blood all around it and like a blonde body with blood all over it. And that's how the book ends. Yeah. That was like terrifying. Yeah. I do remember that, that point too in these books. And I was like, they did not. They did not kill off right? Jessica. And like yeah. luckily by then, like all the books were out by then. And I used to <laughs> scoop them up like the the trilogy or like, you know, the little the little series, the mini series. And yeah. I would be like, oh, there's all three. I'm just gonna get all of them. And then I was like, mm-hmm. <gasps> I, like took the other side <laughs> and opened it. And I was like, Jessica. Can you imagine having to wait? No. Oh my god. I would have absolutely died. Like yeah. Jessica. <laughs> that is Jessica. Oh god. <laughs> 
Okay, so number 105, a date with a werewolf. Jessica's dead. That's how it starts, but just kidding. She wanders into the room sleepily as Liz is like, (laughs) (laughs) reaming her head off. That was wrong. And it turns out the the body belongs to Joy, who is the uh the chief of police's fiance. Yeah. Who Jess was getting on famously with the night before. And Liz was being so mean about her. Mm-hmm. Like saying like all she cared about was fashion and like all this stuff. Right. And then she's like, oh my gosh, she's dead. And it's like, <laughs> you don't care about this person, Liz. Right. Liz is so judgmental. Liz on her bullshit again always on her bullshit <laughs> and then little baby lord pembroke robert comes to the door and liz is like judging him as he's like taking control of the situation where he's like okay yeah. this is what needs to happen and like he's like getting things in order and she's like oh my god he's the killer because he's too calm and then like two seconds later she sees that the servant alistair is like shaking while he's putting down the tea and she's like he's shaking he knows more than (laughs) like these people have just witnessed like they've just seen this dead body who got murdered in their house like why are you being like this it's so funny because it so easily we could have been like these people are monsters and they're awful right like because Mm -hmm. they're rich and like even the things that she like notes that they're like maybe not necessarily like nice about they're not like terrible about like there's this one point where uh, Robert asks the, or he says to the person who's bringing the tea, like, hey, you forgot the lemon. Like, he could have said, like, yeah. oh, can you grab the lemon, please? But, like, he was just, hey, you forgot the lemon. And she was like, right. these people have never said thank you in their entire lives. But it's like, <laughs> right? It's like you've known them for two seconds. He's not, like, throwing his tea, hot tea <laughs> in the <laughs> the guy's face. Right. I asked for lemon, motherfucker. <laughs> i don't i don't understand uh while they're all trying to calm down and stuff jess who was like traumatized for like two seconds about her new friend being murdered she's like i'm gonna put that out of my mind and (laughs) ooh, fun english mystery this is agatha christie you make it so hard to defend you sometimes jess like what the fuck but you know what if i can like get, get on my little jessica soapbox she she just had two boyfriends murdered yeah like maybe doing things like that is like a way for her to cope oh yeah definitely we also i don't think that you mentioned this that it was jessica's bed yeah they had switched rooms for whatever reason joy was like i'm scared of my room and she didn't want the moon shining on her all night it was too bright oh so beware the full moon yeah. And the the, const- the constable comes <laughs> and is questioning all of them and is like very suspicious since, you know, like Jessica was in, in her room and like, yep. Liz, why did you find her? And automatically the constable's like, you guys didn't do it. But everyone here is a suspect. <laughs> right. And as you said, all of this manor's uh, like staff, all the staff in the manor mm-hmm. are like freaking the fuck out. They're so scared. Like yeah. someone was murdered <laughs> there. And Liz harasses the fuck out of them trying to solve this mystery. She's so bad at being a reporter. (laughs) She is. And the cook is finally admits that she and the, I think like butler or something, uh, had gone on like a romantic stroll before she was supposed to make dinner. And when they were coming back, they saw a man leaving Jessica's room. (laughs) Yeah. Jessica. (laughs) 
is is like cozying up with with little little Lord Pembroke, and he's like, "Oh, you've been through so much." And in her mind, she's like, "Actually, I'm fine now, but like, I can knock this a little." <laughs> oh man! And you know what? Not to this extreme, but I have a tendency to do the same. <laughs> Like last night, I stepped on a piece of glass that came from no, I have no oh idea my God. It came from. It hurt really bad, but it was like the tiniest piece of glass, and I just like pulled it out and it bled it drop. And I was like, oh my God. And I like <laughs> ran to the bed and I'm like, I'm in so much pain. I'm like, Ryan, could you give me water? I can't stand oh that. <laughs> I was being so dramatic. And then like Ryan's like, oh my God, like, what do you need? Do you want me to get you like an ice pack? Blah, blah. I'm like, actually, I'm fu-. like, it doesn't actually hurt that much. <laughs> yeah. Like it was the tiniest piece of glass. I'm a oh Jessica. <laughs> but like, why is why is Jessica okay? So <laughs> She's got a lot of trauma, I think. Just so much trauma. Liz investigates the crime scene and she finds a piece of animal fur and some fabric. Liz and Luke come to the conclusion that the Pembrokes are prime suspects. The London Journal has been in like full tabloid mode. Well, like I said before, they were they kept posting things about Princess Eliana, but now it's been mm-hmm. like she spotted at in Japan and <laughs> in uh she's having an affair with like a, a member of the what were the uh Royal Guard. Yeah, the Royal Guard. Called? Isn't that what they said? Did I make that up? I think so. Okay. No, I think that's right. Okay. <laughs> and Luke is like, Yeah, they're protecting somebody. And Liz is like Hey, if the princess is returned home soon, he has to tell the truth about what has been happening, right? And I was like, Liz, wow, way to make everything about what you need. Because the entire time she is like, I just want my name in the newspaper. Like, she's doing all this for very selfish reasons. Yes. And also, like, if they're doing this, like, you don't think that they're going to find some other thing to sensationalize so that they can keep this on the back burner, like... No. They're gonna put Princess Farron on that front page. Right. It's not yeah. a good. It's not a good plan. But she's also sixteen. So what does she know? True. Lena slash Princess Eliana go on a date with David. They're boring. <laughs> like yeah. you're a princess and you're boring. <laughs> yeah. The way that all of these people at this house are always concerned with what the twins are doing is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. They're always like, "Oh, we have all these problems." But um, Liz, you should you should go tell Renee that you're sorry. And it's like, right? You're you're a princess. <laughs> you're going on your first date. Like, what the what I'm the not. fuck do you care about what is happening with this stupid situation? Know. It makes no sense. And like at one point, I think it's Emma that's like, oh, it's so much more cheery when those twins from America are here. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> ew, get out of their butts. I know, barf. Uh, Jess tells Liz that she hasn't been this happy since before Sam died and that she's really in love with Robert. Like we just said he died like a month, maybe two months ago. And yeah. she's like, she's like, I haven't felt this way about anyone since Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like Jessica has chemistry with everyone. And that's what like yeah. makes it. Remember when we were talking about like, the whole Christian thing? I was like, this is kind of dumb, but like I believe it and I think it's sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think that her and Robert's romance is really sweet. And like he does make her forget about the things that she left at home. And yeah. And then Liz is such a bitch about it though. Like yeah, it is, is like it is like it's been two days. Calm down, Jessica. <laughs> like obviously right. calm down. 
But also, Liz met Luke the exact same day. She's such mm-hmm. a hypocrite. That's what she mm-hmm. said. She's like, they get into a fight because Liz is like, you don't know anything about this guy. You've only known him for a week. And it's like, you've only known Luke for a week. And exactly. again, you have a boyfriend. Right. Eliana tries to tell Liz that like, you know, Robert, he, you know, he kind of dates around and stuff, but like, he's not violent. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, the things he does are kind of like childish, stupid things. It's not like big, awful things. But she also says that the, the Pembrokes really hate scandal. So that's probably why Lord Pembroke is running all these stories about her going missing, because apparently he was involved in a scandal 15 to 20 years ago. It's a big, dark secret. Moving on. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a lot of exposition. Uh-huh. So 15 to 20 years ago, there was a huge scandal, but we don't know anything about it. Yeah, and and we don't care. It's also like our, the Pembrokes aren't like other girls. They don't like scandals. That's all the right. Right? I, yeah. Like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to have this big scandal? Oh, scandal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's some people, sure, but. <laughs> now we get into Liz being absolutely the worst, right? So she decides to investigate. She's going to pretend to be Jessica and she's going to go to the Pembroke house. It's not the manor because the manor is the country one. Yeah, one one of their houses. So she pretends to go there to continue the investigation of the stolen mink. And while she's talking to Lady Pembroke, she immediately is like, hey, so uh, you have scandals? <laughs> scandals? 15, 20 yeah. years ago, scandal? What was it? it? It probably has something to do with this mink that you love. <laughs> And Lady Pembroke is like, get the fuck out of my house, rightfully. Yes. Like, and Lady Pembroke is like, I know my son loves you, but you're boorish and ill-bred. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, Americans, uh, what do you want from us? <laughs> we are <right>. ill-bred. <laughs> Jess finds out about Liz pretending to be her, and she's big mad. Yeah. Of course. And the only thing that Liz notes doing this action that has destroyed a part of her sister's life is like, Wow, it seems like a uh, lady and Lord P don't have a good marriage. Okay, so Liz and Jess get into a huge fight, and Liz is like, "Please don't tell her about it because then she'll tell the Lord about it, and then he'll know that we're investigating them." And Jess like doesn't do it; like just keeps it a secret. I would have been like, "Like I have nothing to do with this." <laughs> she's a terrible reporter. Yeah, she's a bad writer, which I think she does say that later on. Actually, it's really. Funny. Yeah. Liz continues to be the worst because she goes to a horror movie with Luke and she's like it's another like, werewolf movie yes yeah the what is that called the, the howling. howling thank you I've never seen it she's like <laughs> normally I'm like not scared because I'm always analyzing the plot deficiencies and stuff but like I was so scared that time I was like yes I just want to do the jerk off motion whenever she talks because I'm like, shut right. up, Liz. Luke will not get off the theory that the Pembrokes are murderers and werewolves. And Liz, not learning her lesson about what just happened, uh, decides to pretend to be Jessica again and goes to the Pembroke Manor to ask Lord Pembroke questions. Mm-hmm. We get a scene from from the lord's pov about yeah. werewolves he's obsessed with werewolves <laughs> got a secret wolf den 
<laughs> he wants a werewolf so bad. He wants to catch one. He's got like all of these animal trophies, but he wants mm-hmm. a werewolf trophy. Yeah, because then everyone will remember him. Rich people are so boorish. <laughs> he also reveals that he lost the love of his life a long time ago. Maybe like fifteen to twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Oh, and the other thing he reveals is that he thinks his son is the murderer because he found his cigarette case at the doctor's body. Well, he he thinks that all the evidence points to him, but he thinks that he didn't do it. So Liz arrives at Pembroke Manor and finds that Maria, the cook, who she had bullied, her throat <laughs> has been slashed. So the manor is like up in an uproar but not not slashed definitely not a clean cut it's like a <laughs> like a werewolf did it it's like a werewolf did it it's like you know when you see that like the werewolf that they do you know the distinct werewolf marks on the throat <laughs> I, don't, I don't know liz decides to take the opportunity of someone dying to go snoop <laughs> She finds oh my God. a bathrobe in Robert's closet with the same material she found at the crime scene. It's a satin mm-hmm. green robe, which sounds very classy and luxurious. Heavenly. <laughs> Heavenly. And then she goes to the library and there's literally a bookshelf that leads to a secret room, as yep. you said. And the book that does it, like, make it a little less obvious because the book you pull to open it is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. Like, come on. <laughs> So the secret room has a bunch of wolf trophies and werewolf books. And she's like, that's really creepy. Oh, wait, Luke is also obsessed with werewolves. And that's cute, though. So I don't really know how to feel. (laughs) She, in like one breath, is such a hypocrite. (laughs) Absolutely. And she finds a book inscribed to Robert with all my love, Annabelle. She hears Pembroke and the police chief come into the library and hides under a desk where she overhears their conversation about oh, and Pembroke monologues how his son can't be a killer werewolf. He just can't be. Liz calls Luke. She can't find him. Um, but she learns that Jessica is out with little Lord Pembroke. Big and little Lord talk on the phone. <laughs> Big tells little that he has to get out of town because he's suspected to be the murderer. And uh, Robert takes Jess out for breakfast. They're supposed to like go on this day trip or whatever. And he Stonehenge. Yeah. And she's like, it's just rocks. <laughs> oh, and he's like, okay, um, this is breakfast, but I got to go. And here's some money. <laughs> yeah. I don't ask where and I'm he's going. Like, don't tell anyone that I was with you. And it's like, y- you're, you're little Lord Pembroke. And you just went out to this very public restaurant that you go to all the time. Yeah, nobody's going to know that you were there with her. So Jessica decides to go shopping because that's what she does. She's a girl who shops. And she kind of feels like someone's watching her. And she goes to the the tube and she like feels someone like on her trail. And she like goes running and she trips and falls. And like she's about to be attacked. But then like two people show up. So she's not attacked. Jess is now convinced that there is a serial killer who might be a werewolf. Yep. She's on the fence, though, pretty much the entire time. But they convince Tony that there's a cover up and a serial killer and like they need to investigate this. She also like really does not want to believe that her boyfriend is a serial killer. And everyone's yeah. like, but what about all of this <laughs> happening? And <laughs> all she's like, this evidence. She's like, nope, I know him. I know him for, for a week. One week. I've yeah. known that boy. 
I've never loved like this. <laughs> oh, David finds out that Lena is Eliana because her face is on the newspaper. And then he turns and looks at her and he's like, oh, I know it's so stupid. He had never seen the picture before <laughs> somehow. Yeah, it's like she's everywhere. Like they keep talking about how she's the only person on the newspaper. Yeah. Liz drops off the fibers of fur with Bumpo at Scotland Yard member Bumpo. This, this part made no sense to me. They're like, they make it so clear throughout the entire thing. Like Bumpo has no idea what he's doing. He's so stupid. He can't solve anything. He can't even find these clues. But he's really good at forensics. And we're going to give, we're going to trust him with these clues that we need. <laughs> like, what? It was weird. Like all of the little like, uh, think like adventures they had with bumpo that they didn't show but they mentioned in passing like the exploding vegetables or the falling sink mm-hmm. it's like what who is this for not for me <laughs> i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> there's so much stuff in this middle book about these side characters that i don't care about but just to yeah. pop in there Lena thinks that david's ever going to talk to her again because of this princess shit and he's like i love you as a popper and a princess or whatever and then Portia's dad uh, comes to her show and is like so impressed with her. And then he comes backstage and he's like, everyone, this is my Nepo baby. Mm-hmm. And introduces her to everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's... And she's, <laughs> she should have been like, dad, yeah. that's what I didn't want. <laughs> So at the London Journal, everyone is preparing for a press conference and just doesn't know anything about it. But Liz and Tony have been planning this. Nobody else works at this newspaper office except for a 16-year-old and Tony, I guess. Mm-hmm. The editor-in-chief admits to printing unsubstantiated rumors and Lord Pembroke fires him. It's like, he's like, I told you to like cover things up, but like, don't lie about it don't lie and he's just <laughs> saying this like in front of i i really think that they were trying to make lord pembroke out to be like not as bad as he is and he's the yeah by far the worst person oh god he's awful <laughs> like they really try to make lady pembroke out to be a worse person than he is yeah it no no david comes out and is like, I found a princess. This is great. To announce to the world, Eliana's return. Because there's a million pound reward. Yes. And she's like, well, um, that reward, we're giving it to David. And you know what he's going to do with it? He's going to he's gonna give it to the homeless people. And then, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have him go to medical school and we're gonna hire him as the as the doctor we're gonna pay for his medical school if he agrees to be the doctor at this (laughs) come on yeah and like why is he doing literature stuff if he wants to be a doctor so much like that like that's what he was there for for a literature like course or something like a summer course i don't know she is telling people how she's going to use her position to help people and the reporters are like Mm, are you which i was like yeah good good for you <laughs> and she's like no you guys you don't understand i cosplayed as a poor um so i know so i get it i know exactly what it's like bumpo calls to say that the fabric came from the robe as we have deduced and the fur was from a wolf yeah 
The chief of police announces a warrant has been filed for the arrest of Robert Pembroke Jr. Jess is like, I'm going to do whatever I can to clear his name. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guys, we are on the last of it. (laughs) There's so much. So number 106, beware. Beware. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. Beware the wolf man. So everyone at the the his dorms are having breakfast together and talking about you know the whole Princess Eliana thing and they're like as as they're eating like stacks and stacks of like food they're like I wonder what she's eating she's so privileged and I'm like like I, I get that she is richer than you guys but like you guys are all yeah. like doing summer things in England from different countries right. like go fuck yourselves <laughs> you're so privileged you are yes. so privileged. Uh, there are headlines all over the newspapers about little Lord Pembroke uh, maybe being a werewolf. And I'm like, okay, Daily Mail's like, what? I know. Like, I'm like, why are all of these newspapers announcing that? Like, I, I could see the the other one, like the... Uh, the one that was trying to cover the other stuff. The rivalry one. But I'm like, there, it says mm-hmm. multiple newspapers are saying this. Yeah. And then that's where I realized that this all has happened in a week and a half. <laughs> Yep. Jessica is really mad at Liz. Um, and she's like, You've ruined my life, you've ruined Robert's life. And then she gets into it with Liz. Let me let me tell you this quote directly. Okay. And you're a lousy reporter. You think you're hot stuff though, don't you, Liz? Getting your byline on that front page article about Princess Eliana. Boy, it must have been tough to crack that casing is how Lena came right out and told you who she really was. <laughs> You'll have to work a lot harder to prove Robert's guilty because the evidence you keep harping on is totally inconclusive and you you couldn't come up with a motive if your life depended on it. <laughs> Jess, whoa. She dropped some truth bombs. Yep, she did. She's been keeping that stored for a while. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you've been so shitty to me my entire life and now I'm going to tell right? you about it. <laughs> You know, as a younger sibling, I I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, Liz is being awful. She's being really bad. And then Liz has like the gall to be like mad at Jessica back. I'm like, you are you have not even tried to comfort her that her recently like found boyfriend that she thinks she's in love with is a serial killer. Yeah. You're just like, you're stupid for dating him. Yep. And then uh, Liz tells Luke that she wants to find Robert because she doesn't want Jess to go looking for him. And he gives her a silver bullet and he's like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you so hard. And she's like, baby, protect me. Yeah. Like, does she have a gun? (laughs) Like, what is this bullet going to do? She didn't get a gun. Like, she's not in America anymore. She probably doesn't have a gun. (laughs) Jessica decides to do detective work of her own. And she's like, there are connections between all the victims, I think. Jessica actually does, like, some good detective work. Much better than Liz does. does. (laughs) Yeah. She breaks into the doctor's house. She reads through all of his files and finds one with Annabelle S on it. And she's like, why is this one the only one with an initial? And all it says in the file is that <gasps> Annabelle died of pneumonia. What? She thinks she hears someone, so she leaves abruptly. And then, like, right after that. Yeah, someone that she hears is 
Liz coming in right after. She steals Robert's patient file, which is kind of shitty. (laughs) I mean, both of them are like, oh, yes, the patient files. This is what I need. Like, yeah, no. And then she sees a Rolodex and sees, for some reason, she knows that it's his old nanny, Mm -hmm. Robert's old nanny, and like copies down the address. And then she hears something. So she leaves and it's the the werewolf. (laughs) The werewolf. And he's like, oh, both girls are looking for me. And he's like, I killed that doctor. It's very exposition filled. And then he sees the nanny's address and he's like, oh, I'm going to go kill her too now. And I was like, Liz, you let him straight to her. You're bad at this. So bad. So Liz is feeling lonely that night and she wants to talk to Luke. And then she's like, oh, he never gave me his number, which I'm like. You want to talk about red flags. You want to talk about (laughs) red flags. Like, that's a pretty big one. (laughs) So she reads a letter from Todd instead. And she's like, I miss him. Luke can never replace Todd. But I, when I'm lonely, I will go back to Luke and I will kiss him. (laughs) Yeah. And then she's thinking about the pendant that Luke gave her. And she decides to tuck it in Jess's bag because she thinks that Jessica needs it more than she does because her boyfriend's a serial killer. And a werewolf. And a werewolf serial killer. Yeah. Out at the club, which is an underage juice bar, which sounds really sketchy. Yeah, it does. It sounds like uh, that place we used to go. Oh my God. <laughs> Stargate? Stargate. I was telling Ryan about that place and how like disgusting that is. Yeah. Because they allowed up to like 21. Yeah. It was like 15 to 21, but... the ages. Yeah. And we used to go there and we used to get drunk out in the parking lot mm-hmm. and then go in and they just rub our butts on a bunch of little like, teenage boys. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we also we haven't mentioned speaking of uh, we haven't mentioned that Jess has not told 20 year old little <laughs> little Robert Pembroke that she's 16. She is making him believe that she is at least 18 yeah and he doesn't I forgot about that he doesn't ask which i'm like <laughs> no he doesn't okay like she's so clearly 16 i know in fact she's got the immaturity of like a 13 year old okay yeah so yeah at the club jess is feeling depressing messy and she's like i'm so sad i don't even want to dance and everyone's like oh, jess <laughs> You don't want to dance? I, you don't want to dance? That's what you love to do. You love going to the beaches go at, in Sweet Valley. <laughs> she tells her girlies about what she found at the doctor's. And Portia's like, oh, you know what? The animal file probably only has a last name initial because they're having an affair. Like, she was like, having an affair with someone. And I was like, that's a, that's a leap. Yeah, absolutely. If I saw someone, like a file with the last name, with just an initial, I would think that they were like famous or something right whatever (laughs) um liz leaves for the internship the next morning without jess because she's mad at jessica for no reason because she did a bunch of bad things to jessica and thinks that jessica should get over it pretty much yeah she thinks that someone's following her and then jess wakes up and hurries out for work but then she realizes she forgot her bag so she goes back and then she sees that the dorm room is open a little and she's like robert must have come to see me i yeah that's Again, another leap. Her her bed was made. Oh, Robert did this for me. Oh my god. Robert rearranged my shoes. 
That's so sweet and not <laughs> creepy at all. Lucy Friday is made the new editor in chief because the old guy got fired for printing false ditties. Yep. Liz goes to Luke's office to make out with him. They're like literally like kissing each other's necks and shit. Like they're they're hardcore going at it. Mm-hmm. Remember how she just said that Luke would never replace Todd and she misses him so much? That's funny. <laughs> he reminds us that he's a poet, which I forgot about and I wish I. <laughs> I could always forget about that. And then she tells him that she gave the pendant to Jessica to protect her and he freaks out about it. And then she's like, oh, there there was an A on the pendant. That's weird. And she's like, is this is this your mom's? And he says his mom's name was Anne. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're all like, oh, Anne, Annabelle. But mm-hmm. that's not the conclusion that Jess comes to. Nope. <laughs> Tony grabs Liz to investigate a murder in Pelham. Which Liz is like, oh, that's where Robert's nanny lives. I should stop by. And then they're like on their way and they start to see see, like police cars and stuff. And she's like, oh, my God, I hope that his nanny's okay." And then they're like nearing and she's like, oh, my God, his nanny was murdered. And I was like, it took (laughs) you so long to figure that out. And then like they... they quote unquote reveal that it was the same type of thing with the throat. Like whatever and she's like it was the werewolf (laughs) she's really bad at this so bad and i just want to point out now there's a new little thing where the london daily post is like the crime reporters trying to like steal scoops or something it's something that doesn't really hash out but it's really stupid but Mm -hmm. they specifically say that he has a beat up green triumph car do you know who has Mm -hmm. a lime green triumph car back in sweet valley Leela. <gasps> like what's up with what? that that's so isn't that like a weird it is weird like why would you emphasize that when like i don't know Leela has a green triumph car back in sweet valley like that is really weird <laughs> are you are you saying that those cars are like so out of date now I don't, that's so funny <laughs> just asked lucy friday if she can be her intern instead of tony's and lucy because everyone in this world is like all of these twins butts are like you should really make up with your sister. Mm-hmm. Liz runs into Renee as they leave the nanny's house. Ugh. I'm like, yeah. why is Renee in this book? I don't know. Tony tells Liz he needs to make up with Jess, uh, that they need to stick together now more than ever. And then the bad guy, the, the werewolf, breaks into the dorm room back at his, and he finds all the clues that the twins have, and he's like, they're my enemy because they have the silver bullet. Yep. And Lucy tells Jess that she could be a good writer someday. I thought that was really sweet. That was nice. I don't know. I feel like everybody tells Jessica she's stupid. Yeah. And I think that if Jessica was a worse person, which she's a bad person, don't get me wrong, but she mm-hmm. should be like, hey, Liz, uh, I work for the editor in chief and she said I could be a yeah. writer someday. Something you've been working towards your entire life. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. Jess finds the pendant list snuck in her bag and is like, okay she's a little concerned with me like i don't believe in this shit but she does and she thinks it'll keep me safe so that's kind of nice so she puts the pendant on and then at the end of the day she actually like waits for liz and is like trying to kind of be nice to her like they have like a little chat on the on the tube and they lament about how like everything's so fast moving in england and they just want to get back to sweet valley yeah And then they find that their room has been ransacked when they got when they get back and nothing but their files 
have been taken and they realize the bullet has been taken too and Todd's letter was torn up but those are the only things that are like bad Bumpo arrives on the scene yep and then when he's leaving they're, they're like watching him leave and they see that he's like talking to an unhoused man outside mm-hmm. and both Jess and Liz are like oh we've seen that man before mm-hmm. and it's like well, first of all, Jess saw him because she literally tripped over him that morning outside of their dorm. So yeah, yep. of course she saw him before. He's right. in the same spot. <laughs> Jess wakes up Liz after putting the pieces together that Annabelle S might be the engraved A for the pendant. But then Liz is like, oh no, her name was Anne, not Annabelle. So it can't be the same. Well, she doesn't. I mean, Jess doesn't even tell Liz why she's asking. She just says, like, she just asks what the name was. And Liz says, Anne. And Jess on her own is like, oh, yeah, it couldn't possibly be. Hmm." That's kind of ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't know. I would be like, oh, well, that's, even if that doesn't pan out, that's like the closest thing we have. The name is in the, it's a nickname for Annabelle. Like, Mm -hmm. the twins learned that Lord Pembroke is, was attacked by the werewolf. Yeah. But he did survive. He's the only one that survived. Lucy's like, hey, Jess, I think that your boyfriend is a serial killer. But if you don't, you should go talk to Lord Pembroke and (laughs) prove his innocence. So at the hospital, a very drowsy Lord P gives us all the exposition we really need to know. And, And he's like, that pendant that you had, that looks like the one I gave Annabelle, the only woman I ever... And then he wakes up and he's like, you have to tell Robert he has a brother. <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, maybe don't make your, the 16 year old girl tell her brand new boyfriend yeah. that he's got like a secret brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has to. Liz thinks back to the inscription in the book that she saw earlier in the library. And she's like, I have to find Annabelle. So let's go to Pembroke Manor. So her and Tony decide to go. And <laughs> little side note that uh, while Jess is trying to solve this mystery, she's like, I just really need some like McDonald's French fries to really make me feel better. And I just yeah. ugh, girl after my own damn heart. Mm-hmm. I would have had that the biggest Diet Coke you can give me some French fries and okay. just <laughs> So at the manor in the hidden bookcase room, Liz and Tony find love letters. And one is asking Lord Pembroke to take care of his son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Tony is like, Liz is kind of like, if he'd loved her, why couldn't he just be with her? And Tony gives like a really interesting little like crash course on like what classes are in England and how like the, yeah. especially for royalty, like what they mean. And I actually really appreciated that because that was something I didn't, I'd never really known. And Liz is kind of like, I mean, the animal stuff is fine, but it's not really connected to Robert Jr. So like, who cares? And I'm like, you really just want him to be the serial killer. Yep. She's the worst. And the werewolf is watching Liz and Tony. And he's like, oh, I want to get them. It's not time to get them. Yet. And it's not a full moon, so I don't have my full powers. And then he howls at the moon. Mm-hmm. nobody notices so Liz and Tony plan to go to the return address on Annabelle's letters and then she tells Luke at lunch about the affair that she found out about and Luke is saying some weird things about like 
oh, we're going to catch the werewolf. We're going to be prepared. We got to have the right weapons. And I was like, yeah. I'm like those red flags I was talking about earlier, uh, there they are. They're right here. <laughs> hey, they're right here. <laughs> here you go. Jess gets Lady Pembroke to talk to her by having Portia's dad come, who is a big actor and who Lady Pembroke mm-hmm. is a big fan of, come to their house to meet and then gets like the full picture of what had happened with the affair and she starts to spill everything and she's like i hate the i hate that boy i hate that family i hated annabelle she was like the money was all mine and he was giving yeah. this bitch my money and so when she died yeah. i was like cut cut her off oh and she mm-hmm. um calls calls annabelle's husband a cuckold oh yeah <laughs> wow i was like what <laughs> Throwing around cook, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, "Even, even that child's name was evil, Lucas." Don, don, don! Oh my god! And luckily, this time, Jessica doesn't say, "Oh, Luke and Lucas aren't the same name," so whatever. <laughs> right. Liz heads to Annabelle's house with Luke. The lights are out, so he goes to check for the fuse box. Tony and Lucy are like in a different scene and they're like, those twins, they need to be saved. Oh, we're actually in love. Liz is wandering around the house and she finds a family portrait in the house and she's like, oh, the people in this look kind of familiar. And then she finds a diary entry and it was like, and it is written, I woke up again in a strange place in the woods outside my father's country home. And someone behind her is like, do you like my collection? God. Okay, now we get really ridiculous and kind of confusing, right? So ridiculous. So Liz sees that the person behind her is in a, like, mask. Yeah, a werewolf, like, mask. But is like, Luke, you're being so silly. Take off that mask. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Yeah, as if there haven't been several murders by the... (laughs) By a werewolf. Yeah, she's like, you're you're being ridiculous. I'm so glad it's you, but you're being ridiculous. And then she tells him to take it off. And he's like, I can't take it off, which, what? Yeah. She realizes that it's his room that they're in and that Luke is the werewolf of London. It takes her too long to figure that out. (laughs) Way too long. He talks about how Lord Pembroke ruined his mom's life and abandoned them. And Liz, the entire time, is like, this isn't the Luke I know. And I'm like, you've known him for two weeks, by the way. So who right. knows? And he's like moving to kill her. But then she's saved. Well, at at this moment, like four people come into the room. It's like Robert, Renee, uh, Sergeant Bumpo for some reason. And <laughs> isn't there an- another one i don't know but they're all there and there's a gunshot and luke dies and as he's dying he says we killed the werewolf yeah and the last two chapters are just everyone moving on from that mm-hmm. nothing really is said about anything like we don't really nope, get any closure really. it's just like well dead that's it I don't... <laughs> like, yeah what and it it was uh, Sergeant Bumpo holding the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did he good. Saved I guess. A cab, but especially Sergeant Bumper Bumpo. <laughs> <laughs> when Liz reads the journal, 
Luke's journal and he talks about all these times where he's like doing these things, waking up in places he doesn't remember and covered in blood and stuff. It's, 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 it's sad. And like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just like chat through this. Cause I feel like that took a long time to get through all those, but like, I feel like, okay, this was three books for zero reasons. Oh, at the end, yeah. Tony and Lucy get married, but, uh, Oh yeah. Also, they talk about how the twins only have one week left there. They're only there for a month. So it's three weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. I just had to point that out real quick. Yep. The fact that this series was three books, but we got zero closure to like any of it is absolutely yeah. ridiculous and such a waste so of ridiculous. my time. I'm so upset about mm-hmm. it. Yes. Like it, it could have been one book. They wanted to keep all of these pointless side stories for whatever reason then it it could have been two books Mm -hmm. I I don't know it's too much like I felt sad for Luke at the end but I was also like so like what was going on with him why he didn't remember doing any of this werewolf stuff why was he being a werewolf what is happening I don't know and it's like yeah I I think that what they were trying to imply is that he had like dissociative identity disorder which I don't know. It's I won't yes. get into that. Yes. It's yeah. But it also is not it it wouldn't be like that. <laughs> yeah, it really it doesn't explain any of it. And also Liz is like I'm going to choose to just remember the good parts of Luke. <laughs> what? He killed a bunch of people. <laughs> um, Liz, are you okay? Yeah, I yeah, it's ridiculous and like so ridiculous. I mean, they. I mean, this was he should have just been a serial killer that wore werewolf stuff and killed like a werewolf. Like that would have been it. Like, why did they have to try and make him kind of like a hero at the end? Like, I don't know. I I i didn't like that part at all no i didn't yeah he should have because it goes into like he was killing these people because you know they slighted him because he he didn't have the childhood he deserved which yeah that sucks i mean that's awful but like yeah it's just like written off as like he had some undisclosed mental illness so he was actually like a good person yeah i don't (laughs) because here's the thing a guy that's killing privileged people because they he destroyed like they all just help destroy this woman and this kid's life like interesting yeah so interesting yeah (laughs) but instead we get a pretend or a princess playing poverty and a girl who pretends to be a snob and renee and i'm just like none of this matters and what i wanted was luke's story right so stupid so so stupid and like I don't know. I, there were like bits and pieces about the werewolf stuff, but I really wish that they would have fit in more like werewolf lore into it because yeah. what when they talked about werewolves, I thought that that was cool. And I did like that he picked the werewolf because it was this interest that his dad and or that Lord Pembroke and his mom had shared because I thought that that was like mm-hmm. actually really, I don't know, like a really cool little piece of his yeah, life and like a piece of the puzzle. Oh, do you know what I just remembered too? Hmm. I can't remember if it was Jess or Liz, but when they find the book in the the wolf den, whatever, 
it's like discourse on lycanthropy and she just casually mentions like oh before this week i didn't know what lycanthropy meant but it's actually like werewolves and also the delusion of thinking that you're a werewolf so i i think actually that that's what they're trying to say it is that he had this delusion that he was but like why is he going in and out of it like that's not how delusions work like i don't i don't know it's it's the whole thing. Yeah, then, like, speak on it then, right? Like, <laughs> Right. Like, you can't just throw that in and just, like, okay, here's the explanation when it's not an explanation. Because <laughs> I do think that this book had a lot of really interesting things to say about, uh, like, classism and, like, mm-hmm. the British royalty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. At one point, I think it's Luke that even says, like, there are a bunch of, like, inbred assholes that are privileged yeah. and, like, totally calls it out. And I was mm-hmm. like, go Luke. And then right. I feel like I could have, like, obviously don't kill people, but like, I could have kind of <laughs> cheered for him if he had just like been fully cognizant of what he was doing and doing it for like a, mm-hmm. his motivation, I felt was fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, like, don't kill people, <laughs> kill people, but like, yeah, people really did give him the short end of the stick for his whole life. Yeah. And it's awful. Yeah. I feel like they were they really played like all sides of the coin with like everything that they were saying where they were like yeah the royalty are really bad but then there's also Robert who's not that bad and like and, and then, Eli- Eliana yeah Eliana yeah, yeah is not that bad she wants to help people okay so let's talk about how Lord Pembroke makes out like a fucking hero in this like a bandit oh yeah because oh, yeah this man has the audacity to have an affair to hide it to mm-hmm. use his wife's money to pay off the woman mm-hmm. which yeah she should have gotten child support like that's very fair but like oh yeah absolutely you know it's like it was revealed that all of their money belongs to lady pembroke Her. not to him mm-hmm. to know all of this information to cover it up to do all this stuff and it's like <laughs> Pretty much at the end, Rob is like, yeah, dad, like, you had an affair and you abandoned your child, but, like, you did what you had to do. And I was like, what? No. And on the other hand, like, like, Lady Pembroke is like, I don't, like, obviously she's kind of a villain because she said some really terrible things and she thought really terrible things, but I'm like, yeah, okay, but why is she worse than the guy who did things? Yes. Like, Lord, Senior Lord Pembroke and Thatcher are the villains. Absolutely. Like, like, go with that. Do that. And I, there was one point where, like, kills Thatcher's fiance. <laughs> and that's, that's not the point where he's like, this has gone too far. It's after another person after that. It's like, what? <laughs> He didn't like care about her. Fiance was killed because of this, because <sighs> you were helping this guy cover up these things because he wanted to catch a werewolf and have it as a trophy. <laughs> I, I, not. What do you put it like that? Making, it's not adding up. What do no. you put it like that? It's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Actually, a rich guy doing real stupid shit to get something that he cannot have actually mm-hmm. that 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 makes sense to me 
Yeah. I mean, it checks out. It doesn't. I mean, <laughs> it's stupid, but it checks out. Yeah. I don't know why Thatcher was going along with it. Because power corrupts. Absolutely. But you know what? It doesn't really in this story. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And like, I do think that the whole werewolf of it all is really interesting because the way that werewolves are portrayed in like YA is like this changing of a it's it's a usually a boy. So it's a changing of them and kind of like having their animal instincts out and like all this stuff. So it's like, I mean, it's puberty is what it is. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that they really should just have not gone with the dissociative stuff because it could have just been Mm -hmm. like Luke is a an underprivileged, upset, like angry at the world boy. Mm -hmm. So he lashes out. (laughs) Yeah. At the like people who wronged him. Snapped. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that th- that would go into the whole werewolf of it all a lot. Yeah. Is is there any supernatural element in Sweet Valley at all? In any of the books that you know of? <sighs> I mean, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> is it always like this where they think there's something and it's not? It's usually like this, but there are okay. like some of the thrillers, especially in the, the twin series, there are like ghosts and stuff so it's like okay. it's never discounted and like sometimes it'll be like a was that a thing or was that you know not right. but this was like full-on no this was not a werewolf mm-hmm. and I there is a vampire series that comes along a little after this and I cannot remember if it does have to like if the ending is that it is an actual vampire or not so I'll have to yeah. read that again it's been a, it's yeah. been a about 20 some years since I've read that (laughs) yeah I think though that if if Lucas was actually a real werewolf that would have they could have done what they were trying to do Mm. like they could have said like Luke was a good person but he was a werewolf (laughs) so when he was a werewolf he did bad things there you You know but you know yeah, we are so much so much more sense. So much better than these <laughs> fucking ghost writers. Yeah. <laughs> From 30 years ago. <laughs> I wish that the werewolf stuff would have been a lot better. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was gruesome, honestly. Like it was pretty gnarly. It was. Yeah. And I, I loved that it was in London. I mean, obviously it was a little on the nose because of the werewolves in <laughs> London, but it does make such a good setting for werewolves it because does. it's all gray and cold and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the history is, yeah. Yeah. I I think that it was, it, it could have been done so much better. Yeah, absolutely. It could have been really good. And it could have been one book. <laughs> yep. Get rid of all of those mm-hmm. characters that we don't care about. Have the twins be on a class trip with all of their real friends so we don't have to mm-hmm. worry. Like, we can have them mentioned, but we don't have to get to know them at all because we don't care, you yeah. know? Exactly. I guess the one of the last things I want to say is, is Sweet Valley part of the Final Destination universe? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So, Jess almost dies. The werewolf like Luke goes to kill her. He know like yeah. and at the last minute she switches rooms with Joy. So yeah. she was supposed to die. And there's lots of other instances in the franchise where one of the girls almost dies or both of the girls almost die. There's they're kidnapped. They're I don't know like 
evil doppelganger twins and stuff like yeah they almost die so many times so i'm just saying death is after them yeah they just keep escaping i don't know i haven't read enough to (laughs) to comment (laughs) that was that was honestly just a straight thought i had while reading the the second book i was like damn these girls almost die a lot yeah (laughs) i don't know i think that that's it i think that uh i i did i wanted to talk about liz versus jess in this and who was worse but i think that we have firmly established that elizabeth was much worse and i just yeah i think that this is an important thing to note as we explore the different books of this franchise because of the way that elizabeth is portrayed as this good girl Mm who does really good things and has this long-term boyfriend that she cheats on every other fucking minute and jessica's like a harlot and she's terrible and she talks shit about everyone and i'm like elizabeth does the exact same things but she is never punished for it and right her reputation is never tarnished because of it yeah so yeah i just want to point out that in both of the little series that we've done so far um she came off as much worse than jessica did i just want to point that out Mm -hmm. yeah so absolutely the tallies right now are elizabeth two jessica zero or i don't know what opposite opposite uh i don't know (laughs) Are we counting the wins or the losses? Okay, let's count the wins. Jessica, two. <laughs> Elizabeth, zero. Yes. <laughs> there were so many times where I was like, Elizabeth, shut the fuck up. And I was like, apologize to your sister. Comfort your sister who just had two boyfriends die. And <laughs> But I guess, you know what? I guess that Elizabeth is catching up now. She's got one dead boyfriend in her arsenal. Damn. You know... At the very end, too, she talks about how she's so excited to, like, go back home and, like, see Todd. And, <laughs> like, is she is she going to tell him about this? No. About no. how she had um, this werewolf boyfriend in London and how she also liked Renee again? And <laughs> I just want to I, I just want to check know. real quick which book comes after this. Oh, Oh, that's a sick series. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if she does, actually. But, I mean, there are times when she'll be like, it's so good that Todd and I love each other. And he just forgave me for blowing up my life and cheating on him at every turn. It's like it's like Nancy and Ned. <laughs> Nancy Drew. Huh? She's okay. just like, oh, I love Ned. Ooh, hot guy. <laughs> Right, but the the next little mini series. Can I just tell you for a second about this? Yes, it is about Jessica getting with this older guy who was engaged to this girl that came to stay with the Wakefields. It was like a family friend's daughter, so they were like twenty one or something. They came, and she came and stayed with the Wakefields, and she had this fiance Jeremy. <laughs> And Jeremy and Jessica end up falling in love. And Jeremy okay. Jeremy calls off his engagement and then asks <laughs> Jessica to marry him. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. So that's gross. Oh, wow. Okay. I think that she forgot about her, the love of her life, little Lord Pembroke. <laughs> Guess so. <laughs> And Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I guess Christian hasn't happened yet. No, but she'll forget about him. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> All in due time. Anything else you want to say about these books? I don't know. I felt like I felt like we said a lot and didn't say anything. And um, I feel like it's the exact same way that these books handled this story. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's just there was so much going on that the summary took forever. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> it had to. No, no. I, I, mean, I, I had no other choice. There was so much to do. There was no other way. And it was like every little thing like kind of added up to another thing. So I was like, I was like, should I say this? And then I was like, I kind of have to. <laughs> kind of have to. I don't know. I'm exhausted. I have been like, <laughs> I've been like shoving Sweet Valley High like up and down every orifice in my body for the past like 12 hours. And like, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel. I'm kind of like in a weird space right now. <laughs> I don't recommend reading these like three of these books in one sitting is what I'm No, it's too much. But you know what? The the other mini series we did that took me a cool four and a half hours to knock those three yeah. books out. I read them. I loved them. I thought it was so like I thought it was so great. I thought that they were saying so much about so many things. And that's why I was like, oh, another little mini series. This is great. And then I was like, this is hard. What have this I is done? work. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I will say, yeah. I did still enjoy it. Yeah, I did too. I, I mean, I did. And I, I just, this is on me for not, you know, spacing out my rating. Same. But also, I have like I kind of have to read the book like right before we record. Otherwise, I forget yeah. so much about Me too. it. Me too. And because because my brain is damaged from like TikTok and YouTube and stuff, <laughs> social media. Right. You know what I mean? Like I just I yeah. I have no attention span anymore. But I did I did too. I thought like I said I thought that like the horror elements were really good, and I thought they were really yeah. fun. And I I. Jessica was fun. Elizabeth was awful in a fun way. And um yeah. the making fun of like the Brits and the Brits making fun of the Americans, all fun. Yeah. And the let me just find this quote real quick. Please. Let me throw in a quote. Okay. So this is when Elizabeth discovers the body on the bed that she thinks is Jessica. And she says, The girl wasn't asleep. Her limbs were twisted at an unnatural angle and she was too still, too still. And the blood, the sheets were white no longer, but soaked with scarlet blood. I didn't realize that rhyme till just now. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to continue. <laughs> Elizabeth couldn't see the face, the throat, but she knew, she knew. The scream exploded from the very center of her being, splitting her in two. Jessica, that is such, that is so good. That's such good writing chills yeah that was so good you know what i think i think that this what? writer might have been too good for this series yeah <laughs> maybe and i think that like because it felt like so much because she was trying to do so much with it because yeah. she was like oh all these characters do need backstories because you do get some good backstory and like good mm -hmm. like motivation and all that character building shit because that like yeah the writing was good I liked it. Yeah. So, you know, it was just too much. It was, it, it could have been. This is like when you binge a show from your childhood and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. This was not made for this. 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. There's a time and a place. It's like, and it wasn't now. It's like binging, like, <laughs> what did I just binge? I've been binging Sister, Sister, which actually is, <laughs> I highly recommend watching that. Yeah. But there, I, I feel like it gets like kind of repetitive because you're not supposed to watch it all at once. They yeah. like, you have time to like, <laughs> Find forget things, about things <laughs> find it funnier yeah mm-hmm. but um no sister sister great great rewatch it's super funny <laughs> i should watch it but yeah so i think that maybe like don't read these maybe but don't read them all <laughs> no just take your time and like here's the thing i am a person who if i start a book i really like to finish that book like i i probably mm. like nine times out of ten i will sit there for like 10 hours and i will finish a book yeah i couldn't do that like this was so hard to do it was like every time i would like i would look at how much percentage of the book was left and i was like oh my god there's <laughs> so much left <laughs> um so next week oh anything else <laughs> <laughs> no Oh, this book was so much work that I I didn't really get to do a lot of research, but I feel like we did touch on some of the the werewolf stuff and the feelings mm-hmm. of whatever. And I do think it is interesting that it's always boys being werewolves. But next week we have Squad, which is a graphic novel, yes. and I think it's a bunch of girls being werewolves. I think it is. So, I'm excited for that. I am too. And my yeah. my library just emailed me and said girly you haven't turned in your books don't worry about it though we are you can have them longer on us don't hey don't you worry about a thing and i was like thanks chicago public libraries follow us on instagram at to all the ya and don't forget to review and rate and tell us ashley what should people tell us um (laughs) huh i don't know i usually have some (laughs) This is hard. I don't have anything. Our brains are mush. <laughs> yes. Just just tell us how you're feeling today. Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself. Like, what are, you, <laughs> what are your hopes and dreams? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.